Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to the special edition of The Professor Travel Domestic Edition. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different types of travel destinations. This is where you come to discuss them as a community. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me at a variety of my, dis my different social media sites, starting, of course, with my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com. On YouTube, Facebook, and on TikTok, you can meet me there at theprofessortravel. If you're on Instagram, you can find me there at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitter, -er 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 -er, you can find me there at theprofessortr1. And then finally, if you're a blogger, find me there at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Com. Now, today, I have a visiting professor with me, um, Kimbra Schaefer. Uh, she, you may remember from some of our work with Fantastic Cruising. Hey, say hi to everybody, Kimbra. Hey, everyone. Hey, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate it. Um, before we get started, there's this really wonderful picture of you on this page with a turtle. Can you tell me a little bit about this guy? Um, yeah, so this was actually, this was with work. Um, they sent me to an event and the table next to me had a guy um, with like a giant snake and a turtle. Um, <laughs> and he like travels to different schools and stuff. So he was kind of promoting his business. Uh, but I was like, your turtle's so cool. And he brought it over and was like, here, hold it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and fantastic cruising, you guys do a great job with speaking to conservation and speaking to a lot of the different things that you do uh, in the, you know, working with aquatic creatures and stuff like that. So again, thank you for bringing that information to the forefront. I think that's really helpful. Um, in terms of your credentials, a little bit about you, uh, can you talk to us a little bit about some of your, some of your educational background, some of the places you work and maybe some of the travels you've done? Um, yeah. So as far as education goes, I, I did go to college for five years, but have nothing to show for it because I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. Yay, um, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I've got the knowledge. I just don't have a piece of paper. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> I, I currently live in Florida, um, work at the Florida Aquarium. I used to live in Indiana, which is probably why, I, why I'm on here. Yep. Um, I worked at the Indianapolis Zoo when I was there. So zoos and aquariums is kind of my thing. Excellent. And as you big mentioned, today's conversation, we're talking about the state of Indiana. So in, in talking about that, can you lend us a little bit of your knowledge? Because you lived there for a few years. Talk to us a little bit about the history of Indiana, what you know, because I only know Indianapolis Speedway, the races, that's all I know. Talk to me a little about what you know. Yeah, so history is not my strong suit, but luckily I'm really good at Googling. Um, so um, Indiana became the 19th state um, in 1816. Okay. Um, the name Indiana actually means land of the Indians. Okay. Um, and then one of the cool things about Indiana is it's considered the crossroads of America um, because of all of the railroads that kind of crisscross through all of Indiana. Nice. Um, 
that's kind of what I know. Excellent. <laughs> that gives us a foundation. That's certainly a lot more than I knew. Actually, do you happen to know like when the Indianapolis 500 even started? Like around like was that something that started in the early 1900s, oh. or did it start like within the last 20 years? Or I don't know, and I didn't even think about looking into that. You know what? I'll have to I'll have to Google that myself. Yeah, I, I so. don't know. That's that's a really good question. So I would imagine probably more recently, just because probably. it seems like a, seems like a relative recent event, like maybe the 1960s or 70s or something like that. Yeah, I mean, cars had to be around. Ah, well, yeah, that too. So, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, talk to me what, what you know about the geography of Indiana, because again, you lived there for, how long did you live there for? What? Um, well, I moved to Florida five years ago, so okay. I've lived, I lived in what, Indiana for 25 years, okay. 26 years. Nice. Yeah, so I was born and raised there and then left. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what is the geography like in a state like Indiana? Um, so Indiana is in the Midwest. Um, so it's pretty pretty farmland, um, except for, of course, the major cities, Indianapolis, um, Fort Wayne, um, Terre Haute, Evansville. So those are kind of the, the major points of, like, buildings. Other than that, it's pretty flat farmland. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Do you get a chance to, like, see the seasons change or stuff like that? I mean, like, are there those really pronounced trees sometimes? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, um, you know, cold winters, hot summers, and then you got the nice spring and fall in the middle. So you can always get to see the the pretty trees. Well, let's talk about it because some of the weather patterns I was seeing in Indiana seem pretty scary sometimes, uh, especially when you get into the winter time. Yeah, it's it's actually winter is the reason I left. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, the weather there is kind of all over the place. When it's winter, it can get, you know, wind chills up to negative 40. Um, when it's hot, you can get up to 100 degrees. Um, even just like on a random day, you can like wake up and it's like 30 degrees. And then by the afternoon, it's like 80 degrees. Like it's just, it's all over the place. That sounds kind of crazy. Well, let it's, me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, how would you compare, because you're living in Florida now with Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the, again, Matt and Kimber run this amazing podcast, Fantastic Cruising. I highly recommend taking a look at it. If you haven't, you can also go to their website, which is fantasticcruising.com. Take a drink. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, but how would you compare the weather in Indiana compared to Florida? Because both seem like they would be relatively humid. Um, yes, Indiana is definitely really humid um, in the summer. The biggest difference is Florida doesn't really have the seasons. Like the winter season for Florida is a couple weeks in January where it might get to like the 40s. Okay. Um, Indiana, you are getting all four seasons. Um, summer, I'd say, is very similar to Florida where you get those high, you know, 90s, 100s um, and humid Okay, cool. Um, So let's talk about culture. So culture breaks down to a lot of different areas. Um, In terms of religion, I think there is certainly um, a couple of different religions out there, but there's one very specific sect of Christian religion that's prominent there. Talk to me a little bit about that one. Uh, Yeah, so you're talking about Amish, Amish. right? Yep, exactly. So um, it's it's really cool. They call it Amish country. It's uh, it's an area in the northern part of Indiana. It's actually got the third largest population of Amish, which is, it's a really cool place you can go. They actually have like some different kind of areas that people can go visit to kind of get a feel and an idea of like how the Amish live, which is, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And then in terms of some of the museums and stuff, uh, have you like been to any of the museums in the general area? Uh, yeah. So there's, um, 
There's the Children's Museum in Indianapolis, um, the Indianapolis Zoo. Um, there is an art museum called, they changed the name since I left it, used to be the Indianapolis <laughs> Museum of Art. Now it's called Newfields. Um, but they have a, a really cool kind of botanical gardens area. And then it goes out into like this field kind of area with like more gardeny stuff. But there's these giant bones that like mm. makes the shape of like a human that you can like walk on and like play on. Like it's, oh, it's how cool. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like it would be a lot of fun for kids, you know, running yeah, around. That. I mean, it's it's a really cool thing to see. And then, like, if you if you were to like go to Google Maps or something and look at it from the um, satellite, like you can see it there. It's it's just a really cool thing to see like that from up above. Interesting. Um, let's see other things. There's um, Indiana Dunes, which is up north. Um, of course, uh, the beach at Lake Michigan. Okay. Um, which I've not been to, but I've heard it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> My friends tell me it's fun. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's it. nothing to compare to the beaches that I'm used to now. Well, now in Florida, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? <laughs> um, and then there's um, there's a city called Santa Claus, um, which is like all about, I guess, kind of Christmassy. But yeah. There's a, a theme park there called Holiday World, hmm. um, and it's really cool. It's um, actually got all wooden roller coasters. They've got a water park there um and then the different areas of the theme park are like the different um holidays which is is really cool that sounds like a fun place to visit once in a while especially like if you get this craving in the middle of summer for holiday season you're like oh, <laughs> right? we're right in the middle of august there's nothing going on i need christmas to, in uh, july christmas in july right yeah. exactly totally um <laughs> now the language obviously in indiana is primarily english I pretty think much english any, yeah. yeah um but let's talk about food because i am a foodie as i've told you before what is that thing on my screen right now that looks amazing <laughs> yeah, what is so that? that that's a tenderloin so it's obviously you can see like the piece of meat on there is ginormous and it's <laughs> It's, it's great because, like, you can go to a restaurant, you order the tenderloin, and you should probably order, like, three extra buns because that's really, like, three sandwiches instead of just one. Oh, my gosh. It's just looks, it looks like that would be a million calories. It would just be crazy, and I'd have to go for But it's really good. It's so good. <laughs> well, that looks fun. Um, and then in terms of sports, obviously, it's a huge college town or, like, college, college state. Fo- football state. Yeah, yeah everything, yeah. And then of course yeah. the Indianapolis 500. I mean, like, yeah. what are some then, of the what are some of the teams that are in that area? Um, so let's see. I wrote some down so I didn't forget them. So there's IU, mm-hmm. um, the Hoosiers, um, the Boilermakers, Purdue, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Oh yeah. Um, and then there's the Colts, which is uh, the football team. Yep. Um, Pacers, which is basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, no baseball. Whatever reason, Indiana I, didn't like baseball. I guess not. Um, and then, like you said, the the Motor Speedway, so the Indy 500, the Brickyard 400, and then they actually also have a, a Formula One Grand Prix race. That so it sounds like on racing. The, the track. It sounds like racing is a super huge thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, absolutely. Um, but the population of the state itself is 6.73 million people. And as I see from the population centers here, it looks like, if I'm correct, Indianapolis is that big red cluster right in the middle of the state, correct? Yep, absolutely. Biggest city in the state and most populated. Yeah. Okay, cool. And up near the lakes, what is, you said that's Gary? Yeah, so that area is kind of, it's, most of it's kind of Gary, I think. Um, but it's right on the other side side um of the border is chicago so that's why it's real populated right there is because of chicago is right there excellent and would you say for the most part it's a like indiana for the most part is rural because i mean of all the corn growth and stuff oh yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Pretty cornfieldy. <laughs> and then in terms of the economy, this is something I found really interesting. The uh, As I'm doing more and more research on different states, it seems like a lot of colleges and medical locations are popping up as the biggest employers in a lot of states. And that's no exception with Indiana. It seems like Purdue University, Indiana uh, University, St. Vincent's, those are really big. Um, mm-hmm. Eli Lilly, the pharmaceutical company, yep. is really big there. Um, but you said there's a couple other companies that I, I didn't include on here as well. Um, yeah, so Common, Common Steel, um, so big steel company. Um, there's General Motors, there's Rolls-Royce, um, and then like you said, the hospitals. Like right in Indianapolis, um, there's a there's a school called IUPUI, which is actually a combination of IU and Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, I want to say there's like five or six hospitals like surrounding that campus. So yeah. like hospitals are huge right there. But even where you're at, uh, for, you, you come from Terre Haute, and you said yeah. there's four colleges just in that one small town. It's yeah. So in Terre Haute, there's, um, there's Ivy Tech, which is the community college, um, St. Mary's. Um, there's ISU, which is um, where Larry Bird came from. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, Rose Holman, which is um, like a number one top um, engineering private school that I have to mention because that's where my, my mom works. My stepdad's the president. So I have to shout out to Rose Holman. <laughs> nice. Well, and then in terms of the transportation and travel across Indiana, um, you've made mention to me before, I think it was in one of our previous podcasts, that there's kind of like a diagonal series of roads that go across the state. Is that correct? Yeah. So Indianapolis is, um, like you mentioned before, right there in the middle of the state. And right around that, there's um, basically like a circle highway called 465. Okay. Um, and then you kind of have two highways that kind of crisscross it, a 75 and 65 that kind of go from, you know, one end to the other. Um, so you can kind of get kind of anywhere from that kind of structure. And then, of course, there's other roads intertwining through that. Very nice. And you said that Amtrak's a big thing in your state as well. You have a lot of trains. Um, yeah. So Amtrak um, for passenger passenger trains. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, um, Crossroads of America. Indiana was like really big um, with railroads um, when it first became kind of a thing. And actually, Terre Haute, it was so there's always a joke that they've, they've changed it now. They've added a new highway. Um, but you couldn't get from one side of Terre Haute to the other without getting stopped by a train and actually when it, when I moved to Indianapolis um, I, I had gotten stopped by by a train with some friends and I was like oh man it sucks when I get railroaded and I had no idea <laughs> that railroaded meant something not getting stopped by a train until yeah. that so apparently Terre Haute just doesn't think that way I, I have a similar story <laughs> I have a similar story when I was in Arizona I was living outside of Maricopa County in a very small city actually called coincidentally Maricopa but that's in Pinell County go figure anyways long story there <laughs> uh, but f- to get to where my house was you it's there's like one road that goes all the way through Maricopa and then you have to go over these railroad tracks well if the railroad is stopped or if it's like if it's if it's if it's either stopped or if it's you know they're disembarking passengers at the nearby terminal it will hold up the entire road for miles. It's terrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's one of the reasons I ended up moving back to California. I just, I, I <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate that. So sucks. So when you say the word railroaded, believe me, I get it in the way yeah. that you're talking. So it makes perfect sense. And then in terms of airports, obviously Indianapolis has a yep. larger airport as does Gary. Um, yeah. Anything else that I'm thinking of in terms of travel and transportation in there? Um, 
I don't think so. I think you kind of, you hit those. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, now the government, uh, the fe- uh, a lot of the representatives uh, that get sent to Congress are uh, uh, Republican. It's a conservative mm-hmm. state for the most part. The governor is conservative. Um, the uh, state and local representatives are conservative, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, you got that. Okay. <laughs> and then in terms of the resources, corn, 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 yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. It is, there's, it is. There's basically jokes. It's like if you didn't grow up making out in a cornfield, then you're not from India. <laughs> I think Kansas will dispute you on that then. So, uh-huh. But obviously soybeans are a big thing there too. Yeah. And then I recently found that tomatoes are also a pretty big uh, cash crop from Indiana as well. So there we go. Cool. Um, as far as education, now this is where th- there are more colleges per capita, I think, in Indiana than anything else. It just there are yeah, ton ton of schools. Um, like we we named some of them earlier, but I don't know what did I what did I not well say the three the, the three ones that stood out to me were Indiana University, Purdue, and Ball State since they've been around probably the longest. But I mean, yeah. like just the ones you mentioned earlier, like Notre Dame having its own yeah, campus there, Notre Dame is pretty sizable. Um, I mean, again, it's just like there's so many different things that go on within the state, but it's, I, I was, again, I'm really surprised that there's so much, you know, employed in the education field and I work in higher education. So this really kind of shocks because I don't tend to think of education as being a huge employer, but it really kind of is. I mean, yeah, you obviously I mean, know cause your mom, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Terre Haute, like I said, the four colleges there, like most of the employment in that, that city is education. Yeah. And then in terms of safety and security, no real foreign or domestic terrorism threats, no major crimes, except, of course, you know, the normal stuff that you get in major cities like Indianapolis and Gary. Yeah. Like the the only other thing that's kind of interesting, um, going back to Terre Haute, because that's what I know, um, the, the prison there actually has... Um, Anybody on death row actually goes to that Terre Haute um, prison. Um, Timothy McVeigh was mm, executed yeah. there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's where all the executions happen. <laughs> Fun fact. Thank yeah. you for the Halloween reference. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do want to say thank you again for appearing on this. Um, before we, before <laughs> to end on that really lo- lovely note, um, <laughs> talk to me. Let's do a quick one minute elevator speech. If I, if I am wanting to visit the state of Indiana, why would I want to go as a tourist? What would be the things that you would want to want to highlight for me just in like a quick one minute speech or something? Um, so go to Indianapolis. Like that's really where, where you want to go. If you're going to visit, you've got the Indianapolis zoo, you've got um, the children's museum, the racing. I mean, that's, that's really what people would go to visit for. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot going for like tourism, which is another reason I moved to Florida. Um, and the weather. <laughs> well, and the weather. Yeah. But, but I, you know, tourism is kind of where I, where I sit. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Indiana's fine. Um, if you like racing. <laughs> nice. So someplace, to, so it's, it's one of the things that you would put on a bucket list, but it's not necessarily something that you would necessarily go, uh, oh, you know what? I'll go back there a million times over. It's just, yeah. okay. So, well, that's cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me and talk to me about this. This is great. I didn't know anything about Indiana and now I know a little bit more. <laughs> so thank you for educating me. I appreciate that. Yay. Um, okay. And of course, uh, in order to reach both Matt and Kimbra, um, you can reach them through a variety of means in order to get to fantastic cruising on their Facebook page. 
Uh, you can reach them on YouTube at Fantastic Studios, or you can even download the podcast, which I love. It's one of my favorite podcasts, which is Fantastic Cruising. In fact, right now, I think during the month of October, Matt's doing an Inktober thing. Is that correct? Yes, we are doing Inktober. So he's currently doing um, the the regular Inktober prompt list, but we are also doing um, like a prompt a week that's kind of cruising spooky our own kind of thing um that we're we're trying to get our listeners to kind of join in as well which is awesome and they do some amazing limericks too so check them out yeah limericks is a new thing (laughs) (laughs) it's really fun well i want to thank you so much kimber for taking the time to meet with me it really means a lot so thank you so much absolutely thank you for having me on (laughs) now for my students that are out there if you have any questions or comments you can certainly send them to me at scott at theprofessortravel.com if you're on youtube right now and you see the bell icon right, see right there, right above you? Click that in order to be notified when there are new videos that are coming out. If you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything, and we really appreciate it for the channel. Um, if you like this video and you'd like, you like to continue to see new and interesting content, please click the like button on this. And then, of course, if you are on the podcast, please give us a rating. We really appreciate it. We appreciate even more of the five-star rating. So thank you so much for that. Until the next time. My name is Scott, and make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California.